ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. <clears throat> and welcome back, everybody. Uh, Taylor, have no sound. Uh, it is time for Broncos Blast. In the meantime, we'll remind you, uh, don't forget, Follow our Twitter feed at Clar and Company. Take us anywhere. Subscribe to the podcast. Search Clar and Company with two capital K's. Clar and Company on your favorite podcast platform. And Broncos Blast. We're going to talk about it. The measuring stick game. Uh, we uh, people thought it was the Chiefs last week. <laughs> it turns out to be the lowly Chargers, in my opinion. And it's brought to you by Framed Art. Keep calm. Frame on with Brian Hart. Framed Art. This week, the World Series. Um, no, excuse me. Um, this week, yeah. Uh, if, if you look on their on their uh, on their Twitter feed, uh, you can find some some great examples of what that World Series and in the 2020 Major League Baseball season ended. But the best moments of baseball can linger on. Check out the framed art example on their on their Facebook page too, of Opening Day 1993 Colorado Rockies collage. Uh, they'll make memories last a lifetime. Uh, personal memorabilia, personal to sports memorabilia, museum quality fine art the award-winning framer for all of metro denver denver framed art 3065 south broadway we bring in ian st Clair. ian is of course he writes at mile high report report follow him on twitter at ian st Clair. he uh is the host a co-host of mile high report radio podcast and a lead writer at PlayColorado.com. and last week we bronco fans we were hoping that the chiefs was uh, would be a, a measuring stick game for the Broncos. It turns out, uh, Ian, that was a, a yardstick against a ruler that wasn't even quite 12 inches in, in terms of a matchup. But it's the two and four Chargers, I think, that are the measuring stick this week. Yeah, it, it might have been a little bit of wishful thinking on my part uh, because I knew as soon as you said that my picks have gone pretty well this season that that was going to be the uh, the curse <laughs> that it was not going to be the way that everyone wanted it to go. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you that the Chargers are going to be more of the measuring stick, and I and I think that's that's more in tune with like uh, at least on my part, uh, rational and, and real thinking, not not getting t- our hopes up too much. Um, so it, it, I'm very interested in how this game is going to play out because you have teams that are basically on the similar trajectory. You have a young quarterback. You have defenses that pretty much carry the team. And then you have questions along the offensive line, although uh, the main question is um, now that Graham Glasgow has been um, – Diagnosed with COVID, and he's going to miss the game. At least Demar Dotson and Austin Schlotman should be good to go, so those guys will be able to fill in. So, but it, it's going to be a very interesting game to see how the Broncos respond to that disappointing effort against the, the Chiefs, especially offensively, and what they do to slow down Justin Herbert. Hey, and um, <clears throat> yeah, you say especially offensively. The offense was a problem. The, the, the Chargers have their own issues with COVID along the offensive line as well. Both teams missed a day of practice this week. But the Broncos' offense, I go back to what Jimmy Armstrong said last week. He called, he called the Broncos' offense uncoordinated. And I think that was a perfect description of a team that's been through, what, three or four offensive coordinators in the last five years. Um, is there any hope that this starts to smooth out anytime soon, that, that they start to find, <clears throat> find some rhythm and some, even in their play calling or whatever, they just they get some coordination? 
I think what will really help with that is getting your heart and soul of the offense, Philip Lindsay, onto the field. And I, I think it is so abundantly clear that when Philip Lindsay is on the field, the offense just functions better. You saw it with the way he was able to run the ball on Sunday, even in his limited carries before he got hit. Um, by the chief safety and his name is escaping me right now but we, you saw how the offense was able to effectively move the ball it just seemed like it was more in sync it felt like it was more coordinated when you have Philip Lindsay on the field and of course it helps that Philip Lindsay doesn't fumble the football and he doesn't throw a Manny Ramirez-esque flea flicker 30 feet over Drew Locke's yeah. head so I, I I do think it all comes down to Phil. I don't want to say it all comes down to Philip Lindsay, but he's such a huge part of this offense because I really do feel like he is the heart and soul of it. But also at the same point, this is as you mentioned, as Jimmy mentioned last week, this is the second offensive coordinator for Drew Locke. So he's still trying to get acclimated to this offense without without real uh, a real pre uh, training camp without OTAs throughout the course of. May and then uh, mini camp in June without preseason games. So it's going to be, I, I think we, if we're going to see it, I think we're going to start seeing it now after six games with 10 left. And we're going to, we're starting to get, we're starting to run out of the excuses for what this team is going to be able to do because yes, they've had injuries. Yes. They've dealt with issues, but so has every other team. It's time to start getting into a rhythm now and figuring out what you have and what you can do, especially offensively. You know, as uh, as damning as anything in terms of uh, analyzing how far along the Broncos are to becoming a relevant team when it comes to postseason time, uh, under consideration for that kind of extra play, um, the lines were very, very disappointing, revealed that offensive, defensive lines, the line play just wasn't good. Now you have attrition there on top of it. If you are going to be encouraged, though, about San Diego, we want to get you to break down the game next to give us your prediction as as to what will come out of your analysis. Um, it, it is the fact that they have been able to uh, put a little bit of a pass rush on. They are sending more guys, and you've got a rookie quarterback on the other side who so far has had a had a pretty charmed life, hasn't had to deal with too many difficult things, and Justin Herbert, who's off to a terrific rookie year and uh, even has, uh, of course, uh, naturally you're going to praise your opponent, but but even has Vic Fangio pra- praising him, wishing, uh, almost implying that the Broncos need to have a franchise quarterback too that they don't have. But, uh, you know, that's reading between the lines. Uh, is that what gives uh, the Broncos a chance to come out successful this week? I think what gives them the best chance is that Vic Fangio-led defense because despite the out the, the final score, it wasn't the defense that didn't do its job against the Chiefs. I felt the defense did incredibly well. When you hold Patrick Mahomes to 200 yards passing and hold that high-powered machine to 0 for 8 on third down, your defense did the job. And when your average – I mean, the Chiefs' average starting field position was its own 43. That's not on the defense. That's on Drew Locke and the offense, and that's on the horrible special team. So, at, at – 
you know at this point that special teams is going to be the blight. It's You're going to have to overcome those issues. That's not going to get better. What can get better is the offense. The offense needs to get back into what it did against New England, move the ball, and build off of what they did against New England. Yes, and it, it, Drew Locke needs to be better. I think he will be better. And in terms for the defense, it, do what they did against do do what they get against, against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Pressure Justin Herbert. Come with those different looks. Get him on his toes. Let him know that it, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same look. He, let's see what Dustin Herbert looks like when he goes against a defense like the Broncos. Because, I, I guess he did face Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they still lost that game. So let's let's see what Justin Herbert looks like when he goes against a defense like the Broncos that I feel is one of the best in the league. And then they have to – And, how, and, what, that, and your, that's gonna your be, prediction? I think the key. I, I think they're going to be able to steal a couple of possessions away from Herbert. I think they're going to be able to win this game. I, I have it really close. I think it's going to be close either way. I have the Broncos winning 24-21. That, that sounds promising. Listen, we got to hope Melvin Gordon gets his act together because the Broncos need him too. You can't. Philip Lindsay isn't big enough and strong enough to carry the ball 25 times a game. Yes, I agree with you. He, he's he, he's dynamic when he's on the field, but he's, he wasn't drafted because he's 5'8 and 190 pounds. And so you can't expect him to carry the load by himself. Melvin Gordon flat out has to get better, has to hang on to the football. He's He outweighs Philip Lindsay by 25 pounds. He's the one that can run in between the tackles. Um, they need Melvin Gordon to, to get his act together, period. There's, there's no other way to put it. I totally agree with that. He needs to earn that paycheck that John Elway gave him in the offseason that a lot of people didn't like. So he's definitely going to have to step up and earn that paycheck and and start holding on to the football. That's the the most basic thing that a running back does is hold on to the football. Yep, absolutely right. Well, hey, people can hold on to all the Bronco talk they can handle at Mile High Report Radio Podcast from Ian St. Clair. Follow Ian at Ian St. Clair on Twitter. Uh, get the chance to read his horse tracks column, his pregame column, every Sunday morning at Mile High Report. A great website uh, for the Broncos, and uh, you and Adam do a great job. Also, the lead writer, if you're a gaming person, PlayColorado.com can be your website. Ian, we will uh, compare wins and losses next week. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. All right, Ian St. Clair, and that's Broncos Blast. Up next, Ram Roundup. They finally got a game in, the uh, Colorado State Rams, uh, under their new coach, the Daz era. The Adazio era has begun, and, uh, boy, uh, not everything looks rosy up in Fort Collins. We'll talk to Kelly Lyle next.